we, we, we want to make sure you know how to quote the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he making me to lie down in green pastures he restored my soul he leaded me in the paths of righteousness yea though I walk through the I shall fear no evil for thy rod and thy staff some people over there quiet that's all right yeah yeah I, I, and you want the people to be able to quote these scriptures and tell you where they are but many of the people that know these scriptures to heart don't know the god of that scripture welcome to the life experience a broadcast brought to you by life worship center where we're led by a dynamic duo bishop denzel and robin Wood. we are a church that lives in love operates in integrity walks by faith and have been empowered by God. Stay tuned, there is definitely a life-changing word awaiting you. And now, here is Pastor Denzel with today's word. Glory to God. When you watch the life of Jesus, his life was one of constant rest. We never saw toil. Even in our teachings now that we're playing on Glory 93.9, we're talking about rest. And we have found this to be so prevalent in the body of Christ. I'm a Pentecostal, born and raised. All I know is Pentecostalism. Glory to God. Growing up in the highway church of God. And we know the people that we call prayer warriors. Glory to God. The ones that we look up to that were spiritual people. Stay with me, y'all. People that we knew to be persons that walked with God, persons that had a prayer life, persons that would cast out devils. And But here is the problem. Here is where I was always confused that these persons were so spiritual, but they always seemed to be in a place of toil. They were so spiritual. I envied their prayer life, envied how they walked and talked with God. However, there was a challenge that there was no joy. See, whenever there is toil, joy moves out of the way. And the Bible declares in the book of Isaiah, with joy, we draw water from the well of salvation. The benefits of salvation are only drawn with joy. If there is no joy there, then you will not live through the benefits of salvation. And this is why so many of them, they reserved their celebration for heaven. So they lived in toil in earth, looking forward to this great celebration and this joyous time when they get to heaven, but not understanding there was a revelation hid from that generation of believers that there is a rest that's available to us in this life. Glory be to God. The Bible says glory to God in Hebrews chapter 3 that the people, the children of Israel did not enter into the place of promise. Glory to God. They did not find rest. They did not enter into his rest because of their unbelief. And you cannot believe in that that you have not heard. And I'm here to release to you a word for you to hear in your spirit that rest is your portion. Glory to God that the rest of God is available to you and it's the devil that is endeavoring to rob you of rest. I don't care what you're going through. Glory to God. Can you type this one more time? Rest is my portion. Glory to God. I will not allow circumstances. I will not allow. Oh, my thank you, Father. The Bible says, be not conformed to this world. Do not form. Con means with. Um, form take the shape of do not do not 
take the shape of this world. Do not allow this world system to uh, create your level of living. Glory to God. To create your level of thinking. No, 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 no. That's not. Bible says we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. And whenever you find yourself in toil, whenever you find yourself in struggle, whenever you find yourself, glory to God, fighting to make things happen, fighting, glory to God, to make ends meet. It's not your position to make ends meet. That's not your job. Your provision is not your responsibility. I need some of you to type that right now. My provision is not my responsibility. Glory to God. Now, now see, there is a there is a toil mindset. There is a self-effort, a labor mindset that will cause you to struggle to type that. But I'm telling you by the Spirit of God, your provision is not your responsibility. Let me prove it to you. Your Bible says in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 31, it says this. He says, um, don't worry about what you're going to eat. Glory to God. That's your provision. Don't worry about what you'll drink. That's your happiness. Don't worry about how you're going to be clothes that's your protection all right one more time don't worry about what you're going to drink eat sorry that's your provision don't worry about what you're going to drink that's your happiness that's your peace of mind and don't worry about what you how you're going to be clothed that's your protection and your health he says your provision your peace your joy and your health and protection that is not your responsibility verse 32 of matthew 6 he says this when you find yourself worried about these things glory Glory to God. He says you are living like the unbeliever. The people that are out of covenant, they are stressed about what they're going to eat, what they're going to drink, and how they're going to be clothed. You are in covenant. You are a believer. Glory be to God. You're part of the family of God. And as this member of the family of God, as a child of God, as a son of God, glory to God, who are the sons of God? They that are led by the Spirit of God. They are the sons of God. The Word of God says this, you who are sons of God, you should never find yourself stressed about how to take care of you. He says now in verse 33 of Matthew 6, seek ye first the kingdom of God and these things will be added to you. Glory to God. I hear someone saying, well, but pastor, I'm trying to seek the kingdom of God. I'm trying to serve God. It's not being added. You only get what you believe for. See, as you seek him, you got to seek him knowing, I thank you now, God, that my bills are taken care of. God, I thank you. Glory to God that my peace is, peace is my portion. I thank you, God, that I am in good health. See, you got to exact the promises of God by faith according to the word of God. So understand this, your provision is not your responsibility. Isn't it a... I have the topic here. The topic that we have here is, is breaking cycles. That's what I heard so strong in my spirit. And this is a cycle that needs to be broken of many, from many of us in the body of Christ. This cycle of labor. This cycle of toil. This cycle of being in the struggle. Of being burdened but still being anointed in prayer. Glory to God. Still, glory to God. Some of you, this is your third prayer room for the morning. 
Uh oh, glory to God. Some of you in your third prayer room, and you got two more to go before eight o'clock. You're going to be in these different prayer rooms and you're going to be praying. But listen, man, you cannot be spending all this time in prayer and yet still deciding to live in toil, to live burdened. Glory to God. This is what should separate us from the world. Matthew 6 and 32 again. He says, that's what the Gentiles do, that's what unbelievers do. I was listening to the teaching we had on, on glory this week, and one of the points we made is that when sin came in, that's the first time we saw toil. That's when Adam lost the place of rest. This is where Adam lost rest, because the Bible, watch this, watch this. I heard the preacher say this, man, he blessed my life. The preacher, you should listen to him. He comes on 7.30 um, on Glory 3.9. The preacher said this, he says, once Adam sinned, God was approaching him and he hid. I heard the preacher say this, he says, whenever you are hiding from someone, that means you have lost the place of rest. Think about it. Once you feel threatened, once you feel endangered and you have to hide, you are no longer resting. There's always a consciousness that the person that you're hiding from is going to find you. And so you're very quiet. You're very still. You don't want to shake nothing. You don't want to move nothing for fear of being found. And right there, that's the first time that we see Adam leaving the place of rest. Glory to God. The devil came in to rob us from rest and every promise that we are to exact from God, it comes to us through the place of rest. This is why we never see Jesus panicked. Glory to God. We never see Jesus fumbling about. Jesus got the news that his dear friend was about, was at the point of death. And Jesus, mm, can I say this? Jesus slumped. Because Jesus is trying to teach us, he doesn't do panic. My God. First John chapter 4 says, as he was in this world, so are we. John chapter 14 says, the works that he do, we should do also. Glory to God. He is that template for us. And so watch this. If Jesus lived a panic-free life, then so should we. Jesus lived a panic-free life, then so should we. We want to break this cycle of toil, this cycle of labor. You pastors who are building, glory to God. You build their things who, who, who have projects that you're working on. It is not the will of God for you to be living in the place of toil. Understand, you cannot live in toil and function by faith. You cannot live by faith and also live in toil. And the Bible says in Hebrews 11 and 6, without faith it's impossible to please him. And so if you find yourself toiling, you find yourself under this fatigue, this pressured place, that means you've left the place of faith. And if you've left the place of faith, that means you're no longer pleasing God. And if you're no longer pleasing God, that means your enemy has an advantage over you because the Bible says that those that, those that, that please God, he says he causes their enemies to be at 
peace with them. No wonder why we're always in warfare and fighting is because, glory be to God, that we have left the place of rest, which means we have left the place of faith, which means that we are no longer pleasing God. I need, are y'all hearing what I'm saying this morning? Is this penetrating? I know I started off, some of y'all, I thought you were praying. Are you praying or are you teaching? Yes, that's the answer. Yes. Glory to God. Because we got to arrest this spirit. We got to arrest it. Some of us, we saw our parents toiling. Grandparents toiling. Pastors toiling. Folks in church that we look up to, to all around us was toil. Everybody was in the struggle. Everybody was fighting, trying to make it happen. Glory to God. Like you, you ever noticed that the praying people were the were the, the, the grumpiest people? The praying people always look bitter, always look heavy in Britain, like they were suffering for Christ. Glory to God. And totally antithetical to what the word of God says. In my presence, there's fullness of joy. If you are in the presence of God, in the place of prayer, why you ain't got no joy glory to god and at my right hand there are pleasures forevermore we always entering into the presence how can you be entering into the presence and you're always sour always upset glory to god no joy no laughter my god we want to arrest that spirit we got to get rid of that if you are constantly in prayer that means you're supposed to be constantly in presence and if you're constantly in presence you should be constantly in joy and if you're constantly in joy you should be constantly strong because the Bible says, Nehemiah 8 and 10, I believe, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Glory to God. The joy of the Lord gives us strength. So we should never be walking around feeble and weak and broken and depressed and distressed. That is antithetical to your place as a believer that loves the presence of God. Glory to God. I need you to declare that cycle of my life is coming to an end. That season of my life is coming to an end. And if you are 25, if you are 18, if you 68 glory to god you need to declare that cycle has ended that cycle of long strenuous fatiguing labor that cycle of fighting to make ends meet that cycle of of always in the battle and we say these things oh boy hey going through stop it stop declaring you going through stop inviting uh, the spirit of toil to rest upon you glory to god some of our marriages are covered in toil but god i break it now in the name of the Lord God and declare joy but to enter our houses you walk into the house and there is just a spirit of heaviness in the house glory to God two believers in the house the children them always in church but yet there's no spirit of joy you can know when you walk into a house and it's a house full of joy it's like the walls begin to celebrate glory to God my God hallelujah like something like Encanto, you know, the house is alive when you walk in the house. I couldn't miss, I couldn't resist it. You, the house is alive there. There's a life that's on the inside of there. Watch this. You can tell when you go into a church, glory to God, where there is freedom, where there is joy in the church. Like there, there is an energy that's in the room, even if they have in church, glory to God. But these places that are, that are toil filled, my God, there's just a heaviness. There's always a burden, always a fighting through. Glory to God. I'm going to say it again. With joy, we draw water from the wells of salvation. And I am I'm on an assignment today that we're going to break the spirit of 
toil. We're going to break that cycle of toil. Your granddaddy, your grandmother, glory to God. You've been conditioned. You better work hard. You better fight. You better struggle. Ain't nobody going to give you nothing. Glory to God. Ain't nobody owe you nothing. Ain't nobody going to give you nothing. You better fight for what you want. And yes, there is truth to that, but we got to be careful that with that kind of conditioning that we don't force our people into toil. We like to use this word about promise, about entering to the promise. Glory to God. Bible says the promise of God in him are yes and amen by us. We, we say the amen. He says yes, we say amen to his yes. But watch this. When you read your Bible and you look at the promised land, the Bible says, that when Moses sent the spies into the promised land, the land that God says, I'm going to give it. You see, the promised land, I know this is indeed, but watch this. The promised land is the land that God promised. That's why it was called promised land. See, sometimes I think we forget that. We say it so much because we like to, we, we do these church things and we don't pay attention to what we're saying. The promised land is the land that God has promised. It is the place of living that God promised. Oh, Jesus. And I'm saying to you that every one of you in the Zoom room, every one of you, glory to God, in the, on this Facebook page, all of you, there is a land, there is a level of living that God has promised you. I'm not just talking about the generic for every believer. I'm talking to those of you who are, who are walking with God, that there are some things, that some promises that God has made over your life. I'm talking to those people that have a promise over your life, whether it's for your marriage, whether it is for your business, whether it's for your home that you want to get, whether it's for the vehicle, whether it's for your ministry. I, let me make sure I'm talking to the right people. I need someone to type here, there's a promise over my life. Let me make sure I'm talking to the right person. Now, those people who know that's you, that there is a promise over my life. There is a promise. Once there's a promise over your life, that means there is a promise for you. You have a promised land. Let me confirm those people that got a promised land. I need you to hear, oh my God, I need See, glory to God. Watch this, man. Those of you that are new here, and of course, those the people in my Zoom room, uh, you know this is how we roll here. Those of you who are just tuning in now, the Bible says that we don't know what to pray for. Because I know you come in here saying, this is the prayer room. Well, why are you teaching so much? Let's pray. What do you, the Bible says, we don't know what to pray for. So it is so important that you hear the word of God, the mind of God concerning you, such that you know how to direct your prayer. It is the effectual, the prayer that's aimed toward a desired result. And you can't pray effectively if you can't hear effectively.
You only can pray effectively when you can hear effectively. And so it is critical as we posture ourselves in prayer that we, we posture ourselves to hear. Uh, it's the spirit that makes it intercession. It's the spirit of God that releases communication to us to know how we ought to pray. So the reason we take this time releasing the word of God to you is to direct you in prayer so that you know now how to pray, that you pray from the right posture. Many of us have been praying from the place of toil, praying from the place of burden. Oh my God, praying from this heavy place and laboring in prayer. Glory to God, laboring in prayer. When you are, listen, when you're in toil, you can't be in faith. And the Bible says, anyone, James chapter one, he says, anyone that's not in faith, don't believe God to hear you. Read your Bible, it's a good book. He says, when you are not in faith, don't you believe for one minute that God don't hear you? If you're not postured in faith. For the believers that are not postured in faith, you're really wasting your time. That is strong. That's what the Bible says in James chapter one. He says, when you're not postured in faith, let me, I think you all think I'm making this up. But let him ask in faith, verse number six, nothing wavering for he that wavereth but let him ask in faith. Watch this man. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavered is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. Watch verse 7. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Don't believe you will receive nothing from God. If you are in the place of toil, you're out of faith. And if you're out of faith, your prayer is wasting precious time. What? No, I have to pray. Man, it always to pray and not to faint. The effectual fervent prayer maketh tremendous power available. That's what it says, availeth much. That's what it means. It makes tremendous power available. The effectual fervent prayer. And so if you don't know the word of God, if you can't hear the voice of God concerning how to pray, if you're right, not in the right posture, your prayer is just performance. Mm, glory to God. Ever wonder why we spend so much time in prayer, but don't see much results? Because we don't, Jesus says in John chapter 5, I think it is verse something, <laughs> 18, 19, somewhere thereabouts, Jesus says, I only do what I see the Father do. So I have to get divine, divine direction. I have to get clarity from the Father before I do anything. And it's amazing that he says it in John chapter 5 after he heals the brother at the pool. Jesus, Lord have mercy. He goes to a pool, heals one person. When the pool was covered, the pool of Bethesda, covered with all kinds of sick people in John chapter 5, he goes there, heals one dude. And this seems unfair because with all those sick people, why didn't Jesus heal everybody? Because he clears it up now, right down in that next few verses and says, I only do what I see the Father do. So I have to have communication with the Father before I can function in anything. And this is why I'm here back, I'm back here again, that when you are going to God in prayer, you must be able to hear. Thank you, Jody, John 5 and 19. All right, all right, back to y'all now. I just took a diversion there. We do that, but let's stay here now. Those of you that have a promise over your life, those of you that have a promised land, Glory to God. You have a promised land. There's a place of promise that God has ordained for you. And you know that this promise is over your life. 
I need to drop something on you. Please don't miss this. You got a promise over your life. Watch this. The Bible said, the, the Bible says when the spies went in, glory to God, they said there were giants in the land. Please don't miss this. Glory to God. Now, if you have a religious mindset, if you have a struggle mindset, you may want to exit this Zoom room now. You may want to exit this Facebook page and go finish scroll over Facebook and go do whatever else you want to look at Facebook. Go on Netflix, glory to God, or whatever you do. Watch your sports show this morning. Oh, we're going to suffocate a demon this morning. The Bible says there were giants in the land. There were giants living in the land. The land was the land of giants. This means that everything in the land was tailored for the lifestyle of giants. Now, this is the land that God promised. Jesus, keep me nether. This is the land that God promised to his people. And the land that God promised was occupied by giants and everything in the land was tailored for giants. And this is the land that God says, I've promised for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh God, you'll get it. The houses in the land were built for giants. You got to understand, God picked this land for his people. God hand-selected this land for his people. He could have picked this God. We're talking about God. He could have picked Lord God back then, all those years ago. He could have picked the islands of the Bahamas. Yes, he could. He could have picked Alaska. Glory to God. This God, he could have directed them to any land. The land that God, he could have chosen, he could have chosen like the church chooses. The church likes to choose the land of midgets. Oh my God. We like to choose the land of average. That's why he didn't allow us to choose the promised land. Because we would have chosen a land that we knew we could take. We would have chosen a land that we know we could dominate. So God says, I am not going to trust you to choose the land because you're going to choose wrong. So here's what I'm going to do. I am going to choose the land for you. Jesus, God Almighty. And the land that I'm choosing is a land, oh, we're breaking cycles, a cycle of thinking, is the land of giants. 
So the houses on the land have been built by giants. The fruits have been, <laughs> the fruits, somehow, the molecular makeup of these fruits have been tailored to the appetites of giants. Hence, a cluster of grapes has to be carried by two men. Everything about this land was done to maintain the lifestyle of giants. And I hear this to say to a couple of y'all in this room this morning, God doesn't see you where you are now. He sees you as a giant. And your place of promise that you call in a promise, whatever that is that you're calling a promise, if it's not fit for a giant, you think it's too small. Thank you for tuning in to The Life Experience. You've been listening to a portion of a message from our pastor, Bishop Denzel Rule of Life Worship Center. We invite you to join us at any of our weekly services held at the C.H. Reeves Auditorium, located Mini Street, just off of Robinson Road. For more information on our ministry, visit us at facebook.com slash the life experience or Instagram, hashtag LWC Bahamas. You can also contact us at our office, 601-5125. We look forward to seeing and hearing from you. Join us every weekday here on Glory 93.9 FM. Until next time, have a life-filled day.